Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Morning. Good morning. Okay, so what we were just we were just praying before the podcast mm-hmm. as we do, and you said thank you, Lord, for the word you gave me this morning. What was that? Yeah, so my uh, my daily devotional time in the morning, you know, my first fifteen, my quiet time there. Mm-hmm. The reading for today was Colossians chapter four, and there are two verses that really struck me: uh, Colossians four verse two and verses and verse seventeen. Okay, which is continue steadfastly in prayer, see that you fulfill the ministry you have received from the Lord. And these were verses that spoke, uh, that really leapt out to me a couple of years ago, and I wrote them down on my planner, on my calendar. Mm-hmm. So, you know, every week when I do my weekly, um, I do my weekly planning, I look at those and I pray through those. Oh, okay. Uh, so they've, it's, uh, they've been very important verses that have guided me these last couple of years and that I've put into action with like the prayer vigils and mm-hmm. And then today, uh, to have those verses today of all days was just, it was like a, a pat <laughs> on the back from my father, you know, because it's been... Your heavenly and, father. Yeah, my heavenly father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a uh, uh, it's been a, a leadership challenge this last month or so. For and sure. So to to hear that verse, you know, continue steadfastly in prayer. See that you fulfill the ministry you have received from mm-hmm. the Lord. And it was just a, a great encouragement to me from my heavenly father, saying, you know what, you're doing good. Keep at it. Okay, good. Sounds well, that's great. very nice. Now, yeah. wait, are you? Did that come up because you're in a reading plan, or what are you reading that that came yeah. up today? Yeah, and so I'm, I'm in a reading plan. It's called For All the Saints. Oh, right. It's a two year okay. lectionary. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it is that it's not keyed into Sunday morning, and so it really it. has it has no no relation to any part of my professional life. This is just you know me and my my quiet time okay. with God. So I, I really like that because I, I can't leverage it for anything else. You know, right. It's just strictly. Yes, that is the challenge. That's that's been a real blessing. Okay, good. Because I'm reading Lamentations and there's literally nothing speaking to me. Well, there's that one verse, you know, about greatest thy faithfulness. Yeah, but that's that's 323, I think. But there's other than that, it's just pure. I mean, it's called Lamentations. It's called Lamentations, right. But I decided to read it. I'm listening to this podcast. um, uh, And it was talking about how that had blessed this particular woman in a difficult time. And I don't know how, (laughs) except for that one verse. Yeah. I mean, you can read so many other books to be blessed in a difficult time. But hey, I I finished it today. So I'm happy, and well, I'm going to start something else. But you know what I mean. That, that's probably a sign that you have had a blessed life so far. If you don't need a book like Lamentations to talk to you. Well, I'm just saying I don't really think it does speak to you. In the in that's the only verse that's encouraging. Really, right. what I'm saying is yes, it shows you. It says like, you know, there's things about how the sin of God's people has causes them grief. You know, mm-hmm. um, and then it goes on and tells all all the griefs and all the grievances that mm-hmm. God has against the people. But there's just not a too much. Usually, those books end even on a ray of hope. Right. But I will, you know, return to me, and I will return mm-hmm. to you. All these things, but this one doesn't really end on a high note. But it does have that verse that God's mercies are new every mm-hmm. morning. So that is nice. Good. That is nice. Anyways, okay. So that was a lot on the entry level mm-hmm. there. But let's just quickly. Well, we don't have a ton to say on Ezekiel today because you weren't there. Right. So I will kind of maybe bring up some stuff that we talked about in class. Justin taught. Um, but anyways, first, let's see. Sophie had her big presentation yeah. at uh, St. Olaf College, her German distinction paper. That's right. Uh, and I'm sure it it's probably sounds even better in German. There's got to be some great word for that. Oh, yeah. there was a lot of big words in yes. there. But, uh, but now no, she what? did it some in some of it was in English because mm-hmm. she was writing on ethical. Uh, she wasn't writing on like German li- literature. Uh, however, sh- it's for the German distinction. So they did. There were some. She did have to use her German. 
and she studied a lot. A lot of her sources were German. Right, the primary sources in German. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, yeah. We were really proud of her too because she she really held held the line. It was about, as I remember, it was about how the uh, abortion debate in the twentieth century had roots in nineteenth century German philosophy. Mm-hmm. And she was tracing how, you know, there's two German-speaking countries, Germany and Austria, mm-hmm. uh, how Austria is more Catholic, Germany more Protestant, and how that religious distinction between the two led to very different approaches to uh, the abortion issue in the 20th century. And very different outcomes. That and was her main point, outcomes, is right. that uh, is that the Catholic uh, Austria had a much lower rate of abortion yeah. than the non-religious Germany, even though they were you know, very similar in, yeah, in other ways. Very yeah. Similar, mm-hmm. right? yeah, and she talked about how social Darwinism and all of this gave rise to this moral relativism. It was, it was quite something because we know her uh, professors didn't entirely agree well, didn't really like this yeah. discussion, right. um, challenged her on it quite a bit, but she decided to not take all of their critique. She took some and, and kind of made a few modifications, but she definitely just stood her ground and and did her thing. Yeah, I was really proud mm-hmm. of her. And did it well. She did it very I diplomatically mean, and courageously. Yeah, so she was bearing witness. Yep. You know, she was bearing witness to life and Bearing witness against sin, speaking a prophetic word. Mm-hmm. So I was very proud of her. Mm-hmm. Very proud of her. Yes, it was very nice. Um, so she's done there, but she's not done with school yet. That'll mm-hmm. be a couple more weeks. Ellie is, however, home. Yeah, I was Elizabeth so surprised. Is home. I came home yesterday from church, and Ellie was right there at the door to greet me. Yes, like we kind of we kind of get it all. Like David always says, "Why don't you tell me anything?" Yeah. Ellie's coming home. What? Like, yes, we it kind of flies under the radar. We got so many kids to deal with. We you had forgotten that she was coming home today. She got uh-huh. a ride from a friend, oh, so we great. didn't even have it's to great pick to her. Here. So I look forward to spending time with her today. Yep. Um, so she's home for a while. She'll kind of mm-hmm. be back and forth to Austin. She's got a job still in Austin and, and things like that. So yeah, David's got a job. Oh, our son has yeah, a job. So another cool. job. Yes. Yes. That's his first real job other than dog watching. And um, yeah, we had a great weekend at church. We will just quickly wrap up this part of it. But the Eads were here for Tony's yeah. visit. Pastor Tony's official visit is yeah. that what we call it in the jersey yeah, official visit call it, uh, you know yeah official visit or it's like trial a football recruitment is kind of mm-hmm. how most of the pastors refer to it okay but but yeah it was a great visit so you know pastor tony Ede is the candidate selected by the call committee and so uh following the process put forward by the national church then we bring him down here mm-hmm. so that he can um interview with the, the call committee in person interview with a council in person and then preach and the congregation had a Q&A session. Mm-hmm. So the idea is, you know, you get a, a whole weekend with him to really get to know who he is and uh, and what the candidate is like and whether he's a good fit for the church. And yeah, so far it's been all green lights all the way around. Mm-hmm. Yep, so it, was it was great. a great visit. He preached and... a really good, strong word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really, not only was it a strong word in content, but you know, he preached it dynamically. Yes, uh, oh yes. And with a lot of energy. So mm-hmm. I was really excited about that and mm-hmm. answered his questions well. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got to hang out with his wife and sons. I took our boys, some of them, uh, out to dinner with she and her boys and some other moms from the church and a few other boys. And we had a nice Cinco de Mayo party on Mm -hmm. Friday night at a Mexican restaurant. And then we ended up spending time with them again last night because although our people won't know, their flight didn't go out last night. They were supposed to leave last night. And they got moved to today. So we ended up uh, meeting them again down at the river. Yeah. Not the San Antonio Riverwalk, but the burning one. (laughs) The little one. 
Yeah. And we kind of walked around for about an hour and a half or so. So it was fun. Just yes. Kind of chatted. And my shoes broke. So and I had to, I was literally walking around Main Street, Bernie, shoeless. And some nice mom was like, do you want some flip flops? <laughs> I have some in the car. It was one of Sophie's <laughs> friends, moms. But yes, my beloved shoes that I've had for so many years, it literally fell apart on my feet last night. Yeah. And it was like, it was while you were crossing Main Street too. So that was kind of, <laughs> that was really crazy. It was interesting. Yeah. But we had fun. So, okay. So that was exciting. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, so then the next steps on that. Uh, so the call committee will meet and decide whether or not they want to put him forward as the official candidate. Okay. And then, uh, which I assume they will. And then the council uh, calls a meeting of the congregation and the congregation votes uh, whether or not they want to extend a call to him to serve. Okay. So that's kind of where we're headed. Okay. And then just why don't we wrap up with church things. Are you going to, the school, do you want to say anything about that? Yeah. So the school. So then the school is moving forward. You know, uh, part of this informational meetings uh, have been a listening process. So it's two ways. You know, information goes out and Mm -hmm. then we listen. Uh, and what we've heard back from people is that there's very strong support for school, mm-hmm. um, and there's there's support to start a school this fall, but there's also a good deal of unease yeah. and um, uh, discomfort with starting it as quickly as this fall. For sure. And so the council met on Saturday to you know, to interview Pastor mm-hmm. Tony, uh, and then we, we stayed on afterwards, and so the council is uh, putting forward a slightly different motion, okay. which will be to uh, to support exploring... Uh, the start of a school and asking council to go do due diligence. Got it. Because I think, uh, you know, again, I think there's very strong support for school, mm-hmm. but I really want to get uh, everybody on board and have a unanimous, um, you know, a, a unified congregation sure. as we pursue it. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So there's been a lot of stuff going on. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Well, that's kind of the process, right? It is. It's the process. Okay, good. Well, let's get into Ezekiel. He's got his own process. Oh, my goodness. So you weren't there. So I would say what Justin talked most about was, well, the class talked. He he, he leads it very, there's a discussion kind of back and forth. Mm -hmm. So um, he talked about this idea of the watchman, Ezekiel as a watchman. Yeah. And we kind of got into this idea of accountability you know because there's this passage here that says you know you'll, you'll be the watchman you'll blow the trumpet and those who heed the warning they will be you know forgiven mm-hmm. or no and if they don't heed it their it says their blood will be on their on own, own head heads, right. okay but then it says if you don't blow the trumpet ezekiel then their, their he's going to be held. Hands, yes, right. it says, but I will hold the watchman accountable for their blood. Mm-hmm. So we kind of talked about that quite a bit, people. That was a little bit un- uneasy for people. It is. Well, yeah, this is the prophetic books, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's very uneasy. But yeah, so the, the Lord is, uh, you know, Ezekiel is one of his prophets. Mm-hmm. And the Lord raises up his prophets to speak his word to his people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the prophet's job is to speak the word. Now, it's, it, he can't control whether God's people will hear, but his job is simply to speak it. Right. And that's what I think what's going on here is Ezekiel, or God is telling, saying to Ezekiel, here's my word. You go speak it. Speak it faithfully. Mm-hmm. Um, my people may or may not listen. And that's kind of outside of your right. responsibility. Exactly. But your job is to do what I command you. Yeah. And so that's also, uh, you know, preachers have a prophetic role too. Not, mm-hmm. We're not prophets, right? But we have a prophetic role. We, we play a similar role. And so one of our jobs is to speak the word of God. And, you know, people may hear it. They may not hear it. But mm-hmm. our job is to speak it. Uh, and in every generation, that changes. You know, right. In our generation, clearly, it's, it's, uh, most of the issues are uh, around sex and gender. Mm. And have been, probably will be for the rest of our lives. Mm. Uh, it, but every generation is different. So, you know, the, those are kind of the issues facing ours. And so the role of the church uh, is to speak the word and speak it clearly. People may listen. They may not. 
but you know your job is to speak right okay so we did discuss that i think we didn't bring out that distinction as much but anyways we discussed how even in the new testament you know teachers and preachers mm-hmm. are definitely held to a different standard oh, yeah. right it says Absolutely. be careful those what, what does he say paul says like those not everyone should want to teach right. and preach, right? Because you're going to be held to a different yeah, standard. Yeah, you're held to a higher standard, right? Absolutely. Right. And we see, which is a good thing. I mean, you know, it, uh, we see that in the church that when uh, we're all sinners, mm-hmm. you know, we all fall in many ways. But boy, when the pastor falls, he can take the whole church down with him. Yeah. And uh, he can ruin, uh, he can ruin the, the faith of many, many people mm-hmm. when the pastor falls mm-hmm. into sin. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we absolutely are held to a higher mm-hmm. standard. Yeah, but I think the distinction here that maybe didn't we didn't discuss so much in class is that it's Ezekiel's call. It, he will be held accountable just if he doesn't do what God's telling him to do. Mm-hmm. So if he just like says, "No, I'm not going to say that," that's right. what he's going to be held accountable. Which makes sense. God's telling him to do something. We're all accountable mm-hmm. if we disobey. It's not that if the people listen to him or not. He's not accountable to that. He's accountable to the fact that he says it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and then more moreover, he's accountable to the fact of calling out their sin. You know, right. which is which is a hard thing to do. It's a hard Again, thing you know, to do. I mean, no one likes to be the the killjoy who gets up there and says, "As you are a sinner, and here's what your sin looks like." Right. Uh, but that's part of the job, right? You got to tell people that this is sin. Okay, and actually, we that's we did discuss that as well because people we were talking about um, is it our role as Christians to uh, call out sin in others, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. The New Testament especially makes the case that outside of the church, we're supposed to call out sin for sure, but we don't we don't need to judge those so much outside the church, right? Those who don't know. Right. But inside the church, we are to hold each other accountable. Yeah, exactly. So okay. I, I would say, you know, the in our modern day context, right, the pastor speaks to the congregation. Right. And so that's that's kind of an in-house conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and says, you know, the world out there is crazy, and here's the various ways the world is crazy. Mm-hmm. Don't fall into that because that's sin. Uh, but my job is not necessarily to go to the street corners of Bernie Got or it. the Bullhorn and say to people, you know, repent. Well, thank God for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank God. Although, I, you know, I will say, I mean, one, one of the ways I came from faith, one of the little threads God used to pull me to him mm-hmm. was a preacher like that in Memphis. I remember uh, senior year of college, uh, we went... We took a road trip from New Hampshire down to New Orleans and back. Yeah, you basically <laughs> broke up with me and then left Well, yeah. for New Orleans. Had to go celebrate. Well, we broke up, I should say. Yeah. Okay, but here we are. Uh, and then on the way, we stopped at uh, Beale Street in Memphis and had a great time. You know, we're going to the bars and uh, listening to the music and whatnot. In Memphis or New Orleans? Uh, Memphis. Oh, that was Memphis. Street, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Uh, walking in Memphis. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's it. Yeah. Uh, on Beale Street. Okay. And I remember we came to the end of Beale Street and on the other, on the far side of the intersection was a street corner preacher. Mm, with I think a I remember horn. this. Uh-huh. And I remember he was just saying, you know, repent. There's more for your life than this. I can't even remember exactly what he said, but I do remember being convicted. Mm. Uh, now, of course, I, I laughed at him. I made fun of him. But, you know, here it is 30 years later. I still remember that moment when God was working through one of these street okay. preachers to convict me of sin. Okay. So. Well, there you have it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Well, the point being also that, you know, even Ezekiel, even in some of these books that are just so like sort of doomsday or like, you know, mm-hmm. they're in captivity, preaching the fall of Jerusalem, all the things. Um, one of our key verses, you know, God says, say to them, as surely as I live, declares the Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their wicked ways and live, right? Mm. I mean, some people like, for instance, this guy on the street corner, people see that and they think that the Lord, you know, his, his heart is just to like strike down everyone who sins, Mm -hmm. you know, but in, 
throughout scripture, it becomes clear that the point is no. The point is that he wants you to turn, yeah. turn to him and live. And that's, that's throughout the Bible. And that's in, in that particular verse, we really hear God's heart calling out because again, right. I think he says, you know, why, why will you die, O Israel? Turn from your sin and live. Mm-hmm. And so God is pleading with his people. It's almost like he's, you know, almost like he's grabbing him by the shoulders and saying, what are you doing? Come back. Mm-hmm. Right. So you really hear God's heart. It's, right. It's not just wrath and anger. No. And that's picked up in First uh, Peter, I think, when, you know, when he says, like, God is not... He's not slow to come back again to return, but he is patient because he wants all to turn to him and live. Yeah. And then uh, this coming week, so this this coming Wednesday will be the final okay. crossways okay. for the academic year. We'll take the summer off and then start it up again next year. Okay. Uh, but this coming Wednesday, what we'll look at in Ezekiel is some of the very peculiar ways that God speaks to his people through the prophet Ezekiel. Oh. Um, some are in visions, mm-hmm. you know, those very famous visions of Ezekiel. If you remember when we studied this in seminary, um, our, what was that? Robert Wilson. Oh, yeah. the Old Testament yeah, professor. Yeah. Uh-huh. He said that uh, the rabbis used to not let students read Ezekiel until they had a certain level of maturity because it is so strange. It is so weird. Yeah, Justin brought that out quite yeah. a bit. And I can't even remember the examples he gave, but there were definitely some of them. Yeah. <laughs> there were some interesting things in there yeah, well, that I don't remember. It's kind of yeah. like the book of Revelation of the Old Testament. Mm, yes, there's, there's I see that. There's all these very strange visions, which mm-hmm. if you know the Bible and know how to read them, make a lot of sense. But okay. Otherwise, it's just, you know, it's ripe for misunderstanding right. and craziness. So you're going to get to that. So we'll talk about that, and then we'll talk about the odd things that uh, that Ezekiel does, mm-hmm. like you know, laying on a side by bricks and things like this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I and think we I'm might have brought that up. In, yeah, I'll even bring in one of your favorite breakfast foods as an illustration. <gasps> oh, I'm going to have to get some more because I've switched to a different brand. You oh, mean my Ezekiel bread? Ezekiel bread. Oh, I better put that on the list. You right, need well, that. You need a real one. Oh, by Wednesday. Okay, if you don't mind. I, that's I fine. It's the just there. They've like du- no. I'll get it. I got. I'm going to score a million times a week, but. You know they've like doubled their prices for Ezekiel bread. But for the people, it's for the people of God, it's worth it. Honey. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, I, we shall get some more. Yes, because I do eat sprouted bread almost daily, but not that brand anymore. Yeah. But we'll get it. Yeah, if you don't mind, just because I think it's a great illustration. of, again, it's this kind of coffee cup Christianity model. Right? Yes, which that, everyone was excited about. So yeah. Well, we're we'll do probably that. do that. I'm, I'm waiting. Frankly, I, I've uh, I did block out my calendar for preaching from now through uh, Lent. Uh, but I haven't quite filled in what those blocks are, okay. because if, uh, if as I assume, we'll call Pastor Tony to be the, the preacher, then you know, I'd want him to be a part of that conversation. Okay. So. okay, here's another thing, though, before we wrap up. So when we're done with Ezekiel, mm-hmm. then are we done with the, when we started in the fall, are we done with the Old Testament? No, not oh, quite. Okay. So, uh, so these are what are called the uh, pre-exilic prophets, uh-huh. so the, you know, the exile in Babylon. Yep. So you have the prophets who happened, who happened. Uh, I'm sorry, prophets who worked before that. Yep. So we're wrapping up those pre-exilic prophets. Oh. Uh, and then when we pick it up again in the fall, we'll look at the exilic and post-exilic prophets. So there's like prophets Nehemiah, who, Ezra, yeah, and exactly, stuff. Nehemiah, uh, Daniel, Ezra, okay. Nehemiah. Okay. And then the prophets who whom God sent right after that, Haggai, and those those kind of people, the rebuilding of the temple. Okay. Uh, but then what's really cool is we have a whole a whole session on what happens, a whole book, 10 weeks. Oh, my goodness. On, um, on what happens between weeks. the two? Actually, it might only be half a week. But anyways, we, yeah. we have a, a big section okay. uh, on what happened between the Old and New Testaments. That'll be good. Um, and for almost everyone, that's just a great big mystery. So that that's really kind of exciting, I think, okay. to study what happened in those 450 years from the close of the Old Testament to the start of the New. 
No, that will be very good. Yeah, it'll yes. be fun. That'll be very good. And then I get to use a lot of history, so I like that. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we will have one more class on Wednesday, mm-hmm. then we'll have one more podcast, and then uh, we will quiet the microphone for the summer. Yeah, and you know, uh, let's let's end on a high note here because... Well, we have uh, one more, well, but yeah. okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, because coming up this weekend is Mother's Day, and we got a good friend of ours visiting. Yes, yeah. yes. Our maid of honor. Our maid of yes, honor. someone um, who prayed with me for you when you were not a christian yep she's coming as we as you know i think from my social media my she's moving down here yeah or over here she's already southern she's moving over here from alabama um it's still down here i guess right yeah it's over and down over and down anyways but she alone is coming this weekend to start kind of fact finding on schools and also areas to live so that's going to be exciting so it'll be great to see her Mm -hmm. wonderful to see her yeah so Okay, well, that's all we're going to say for today, right? Sounds good. Okay. See you next week.